and welcome to Meanwhile in the Falklands. I'm Katie Beatty. I'm Hannah Newton. And I'm Thomas Stockton. We have no idea what number of podcasts we're on now, but let's just leave the numbers behind. They're in solid 20s, I think. Yeah. Are we? Ooh. No, it is. It is solid I was going to say, she said no idea, and I'm sitting there going, I know exactly what number we are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I created the folder for it this morning. <laughs> well, I think we need to lose the numbers from the podcast. Exactly. It's it's, we're past that stage. It's just it podcast. It is. So... Our blurry heads might be because last weekend we had a bit of a mad one, didn't we, guys? A mad, mad weekend, didn't we? We had <laughs> one day of three or four different events. Yeah. We had the emergency services open day, followed by the food festival. food festival, and then we had the book sale at the museum, and then Katie and I went to the tea dance, which I adored. I thought it was so fun. It was so lovely, wasn't it? There was yeah. So the tea dance is a fundraiser for Team Tranquil, which is a mental health charity down here, and they put on, basically, you could come along and have a tub, uh, have a, a cup of tea, tea <laughs> a tea of cup, and, um, and a biscuit, and then there was some traditional dancing going on. There was a real mix of ages. Yeah, it was good. I was going to say that. It was quite nice, because it was catered for, not only just for adults and old, the older generation, there were mm-hmm. also quite a lot of young kids there, and they had a big parachute out with ball, balls yeah. floating about, and... Yeah, well, it, having, was, it was fun. Having watched the piece you guys put together for the news this week, I didn't realise like how many dance lessons there were. So it was like it was a it was a tea dance, but it wasn't like going to the Maypool or a campus bash or anything like that. It was you went there and people were teaching you some of the traditional That's dances. That's it. And I really wish I'd went now. Karen, um, I thought Karen was a very good dancer. Very yeah. yeah, very good. She's very good at teaching us all. And same with the Elisa with Scottish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that must be it. it must be in the blood. Yeah, and how was but the food fair? I was going to say. Yeah, I was like, see, you were the food festival, you were elsewhere, weren't you? I was still scoffing my face with the stuff. Oh, I was so annoyed. We <laughs> got there literally like quarter past twelve. I opened at twelve. Majority of the food had disappeared. Yeah. Did you not think? It was literally like manic. Queue for the Mar- Marinella's pasta store out yeah. the door. Like, well, it's a really saying, great sign, isn't mm. it? They were saying that as soon as the doors opened at twelve o'clock, like people had been queuing outside. They were waiting for it to uh, waiting for it to open, and people were just in it straight away. Because you were with Marinella the night before, weren't you? Yeah, I got, I got, I went over there too because I said I was filming, but really I wanted to have a go at making the pasta and hopefully try some of the food before it went to the food festival. And she was showing me, she does it all out of this tiny, tiny kitchen. And she's got a little daughter who's a year and a half called Frida. And she's got, underneath the worktop, she's got her own little toy kitchen. So oh, when mummy's making the pasta, she's making the pasta too. Oh, oh that is very sweet. <laughs> and, that, and then we also filmed a new segment sort of thing about James Bicaldo, who came in and cooked for us, which mm. was really nice, wasn't it? So I've been working away on that. You've been staring at our raw chicken I've been week. staring at raw chicken and it's been a bit strange. <laughs> I, had, I had a bit of a, it was a bit of a, I, I don't know how to work this in a nice way, my story was on merchant services banking, which was not not a soft news piece. Very heavy. It was quite. A, I want to say dry, but I know that sounds mean. It was interesting because I, I learned something about things that I don't know about banking wise, and it's it's going to bring a lot of good things to the island if they get chip and pin services down for the local businesses. It means that the, the tourists can actually pay by card, and a lot more money will come into the economy. But it's very it was difficult. difficult trying to make that piece look visually okay. Stimulating. Yes, but hopefully a lot of people will watch it and think, oh, actually, I might apply for this for my business or whatever. So, yeah, worth Ed- watch. Educated the man on exactly. the street. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, definitely. When I'm in the UK, I find that I, n- I never get cash out. We take exactly. for granted having a card. Just even, even before contactless came in, I, I'd always pay on my card. 
and like, then when contactless came in it got even easier and then like, moving back down here and realizing that if at three o'clock on a friday i haven't got my money out of the bank what on earth do i take how, how do I... <laughs> well, that's yeah. thing yeah well that's why i end up having to go and get cash back all the time from the little shop and the kelper and i think they probably go <gasps> God's she's, sakes, back. she's back <laughs> and my checkbook's empty all the time and well, we, we must have had a bit of time this week because, Tom, you've had a bit of time to put something on Falklands Bring and Buy, haven't you? <laughs> what yeah. have you put on there? This is a sad story. I'll yeah, get a little no. um, So two previous FITV staff members and myself decided that we were going to get ducks. It was a low moment in our lives. We were feeling quite lonely. Um, so we got some ducks to keep us company. We got all male ducks, which which was useful. So I've had approximately minus zero eggs. <laughs> they've also they've been getting a little bit fighty um, with each other. It's haven't the they? it's the time of year. We realised when we first got them, it was again coming around to summertime, mm-hmm. and they were quite angsty with each other. Let's put it that way. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, tension in the air. Um, and then we went into winter and they all seemed to be getting along really well and I was like, oh, you know what, that's fine, maybe these ducks are fine and then we've, summer's around the corner now and they're starting to fight each other again Sorry, sorry, Thomas. Do you mind just clarifying for the listeners what you mean by uh, tension in the air? Uh, no, 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 no. We don't need to clarify. The <laughs> they need uh, they need female ducks. They need <laughs> some female men. <laughs> it's essentially what what's going on. They need female ducks, and as the way it is for the animal kingdom, in particular with ducks, is you need two females to every male. So if we were going to get God, aren't they ducks, greedy? Two, two females. I know. God. I know. Uh, they hurt them other ways. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the bring and buy page if anyone wants them. Three male Three ducks. lovely three, male three ducks. Three to a good home. And they're called Jerry, because of Tom and Jerry. Uh, Jake, Jake the Drake. And Sir Francis, Sir Francis Drake. So <laughs> if those names don't make you want to adopt them, nothing will. Aww. Sir Francis is my favourite. Maybe we should put a post on our social media pages yeah. with a little description of their personalities yes. and their names. <laughs> and uh, explaining that you have a complete phobia of birds. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am more than happy for these ducks to go to a good home. I've got a serious phobia of You're birds. You're going to have a little party, a celebrating party. I'll finally be able to walk in the, the door. You can be in there sunbathing, doing what you want. It's alright, we'll replace them with a chicken yeah. right now. Oh, Oh, that's worse. Oh, <laughs> that <one. laughs> so much worse. So as well, Hannah, you've had a bit of an interesting week because you've been down to the hospital to learn about something that they've got going on there, but something for you too. Yes, I have decided that I'm going to give myself an overhaul and give up smoking. Right. I've said it now. Um, I smoked 10 cigarettes a day and I've smoked since I was 16 and I'm Ooh. now 26. Eek. I don't want to tell everyone my age, but I am 26. <laughs> uh, 10 years I've been smoking, and I kind of got fed up with it and thought, you know what, I need to look after myself. I'm not feeling very healthy, and I'm just feeling tired a lot. So I went to see Chrissy, or Christy, I think her name is, at the um, KEMH, the hospital. Mm-hmm. And she has been very, very helpful in setting me up with like a stop smoking program. So she's given me a load of nicotine patches, chewing gum, an inhaler, a spray, and I'm going to see her in a week, and I'm hoping by next week I can go to her and say, I'm not smoking anything in a day. Uh, Which so is, at the moment I'm on like four. How, so. how long ago did your whole quitting programme start? Uh, it started on Tuesday, so you can have an update on how I'm doing. Well, that would be good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope I haven't gone back or doubled it. <laughs> yeah, but how's it, how's it gone so far? How are you finding it? Um, it's good. I found... For me, I have to keep busy. As soon as I'm not busy, I want a cigarette. But she was saying what you have to do is kind of retrain your brain because whenever you have a craving, you automatically go to have a cigarette. And instead of doing that, you should have a sip of water. 
to trick your brain into thinking, well, actually, when I'm feeling stressed out or when I'm feeling anxious or whatever, have, have some water and I don't need the cigarette. Yeah. And also it means it stops you from kind of binge eating as a yeah, <laughs> consequence. <laughs> so what's it, is, well. is it about replacing... Replacing an addiction with another addiction, okay. yeah. yeah. So I've been trying to go to the gym and swim and keep busy and not be sat in. If that makes sense. So if you see me wandering the streets of Stanley, that's because I can't stop smoking. <laughs> and we should maybe just try and find out if there's anybody else that's going to yeah. do it. Because we were talking about it's October, weren't you? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm wondering if anyone else... Well, if anyone who's listening to this is giving up for Stoptober, please do let us know. Um, but yeah, because I, I was hoping there'd be like a clinic where it would be a group of people and it would be like a support group and you could all go in and say, hello, these are the things I'm struggling with, this is what works for me, blah, blah, blah. But it's more of a one-on-one appointment from the gist of what I'm getting. So if anyone is giving up smoking, please do let us know on our Facebook page. Sounds good. Yeah. And what were you working on? You had a bit of an interesting new kind of story this week, <laughs> Tom, didn't you? There was a, um, an Argentine ship, part of the Argentine Navy, that came a little bit closer to the Falkland Islands than she was expected to, let's say. And it was picked up by social media and because there were so many maritime tracking apps out there. So they picked up the movement of this ship um, and obviously appeared to enter the uh, economic zone, which is 200 mile radius outside the Falklands. And then they also appeared to have um, movement at the same time of the HMS Clyde heading towards it, which is the, uh, the British Navy ship, which is um, which is job to protect the islands. So we were looking into that, whether to anything actually happened, because uh, there were so many stories and so many people. Well, this there. was like proper journalism, wasn't it? Because you had to yeah. cross-reference like sources and getting getting stuff from social media and this and that. And yeah, and trying to see, suss out try, what was real and trying, what wasn't. Trying to get a statement from the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, don't wish that upon anyone. <laughs> 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 which can be, and I understand why. I understand why. They're I understand busy, why. But, but yeah. you see, there was an article that came out in the Telegraph about it. Um, and there was uh, they were, they quoted an ex Navy captain saying that oh because it's an ocean oceanographic Woo-hoo! I hate that word, <laughs> that word. Um, <laughs> oceanographic vessel so it has a lot of deep sea detection radar equipment on there um, and it was like oh yeah well maybe because of the kind of vessel it was it was maybe researching for uh, for oil and things like that because there's like that whole country conspiracy I think some of it's a bit conspiracy theory isn't it but the whole relationship with problems in Argentina and people automatically jump to a conclusion oh my god they're coming to get us and this and and that they're looking for our military whatever I I understand I understand why people feel like that and I understand that the military and the government won't be able to give us any real answer beyond the statement that they gave us if you want to see it obviously tune into FITV for this week um, but when I saw about the whole deep water thing, I was having a chat with uh, a local chap about it, and I mentioned the Telegraph article. And he was like, "Well, to be honest, if they're if they're searching for anything at the bottom of the ocean, they're probably searching for the San Juan, the submarine that went missing earlier oh, on." Oh, yeah, that's and a good like, theory. And, I, and it really got to me then that like there was a local chap here who could see beyond like the the initial almost fear. And, and prejudice yeah, yeah. that has been harnessed over the last like couple of decades, and I, I understand why. But it was nice to see that someone saw beyond that and saw that, well, maybe they're looking for something else. Let's not jump to a conclusion. Mm. But anyway, like they were in constant contact with the Falklands authorities. Everyone knew what was going on. So as far as we're aware, nothing crazy. But it was a, a one-line statement from the the military that we managed to drag out <laughs> into like a four-minute interview. Not was, panic stations just yet. No <laughs> panic stations <laughs> just yet. All panic averted. That is, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you had a bit of an issue with one of the words in there. What word was that again? Tell us again. What was that? Oceanographic. What does that mean, Thomas? Can you define oceanographic for us, please? And how exactly do you phonetically say it? Yeah. Um, so oceanographic means graphics at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah! That's what you put down at your bottom. Oh, uh, yeah. I, to be honest, it was probably one of those where I had five minutes to learn everything I needed to about this vessel. And I, to be honest, haven't even Googled it. If you go and watch the piece, I can't say... Auxiliary? Auxiliary. I can't auxiliary. say auxiliary either. I want to say auxiliary. And I said, I did the piece to camera like nine times. And I say auxiliary every time and I just, I've given up. It's auxiliary, I know, but I I think that might be the most difficult thing about our job is actually saying words (laughs) in a a real normal way. (laughs) I I have a bit of an issue with quite a common word that we use, the abbreviation of members of the Legislative Assembly. Because (laughs) in a Scottish accent, it sounds like, well... Emily, Emily. So M- she goes from L- saying MLA, which is how I would say M-L-A. it, to being Emily. Emily. <laughs> so really glad and that also, we don't work with well, someone called Emily. It's also legis- legislative. Yeah. Which is another one. one. It comes up nearly every week we have it, and it's so hard to say. I'll just need to call them those people that work in Gilbert House, you know. And we were talking about someone who received uh, an award last week, and you had a word, what was that word? For their what conduct? Began with an M. Can you say? Can you remember it? Katie had a proper struggle with it. Oh. it made the blooper real. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what it was. What did I try and say? Meritorial. Oh, Meritorial. Yeah, it was mer- meritorious or meritorial. I was yeah. like, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> meritorial even a word? Why did you make that up? Meritorious or something. Meritus. Meritus. Someone with merit. No, it's meritorious. Meritorious. And now here we go. We're questioning ourselves now. Ah, we must also say I. Paula's not here, obviously, but she's been working on a piece on the um, Constitution mm. for a while now. Yeah. And that is coming together. So I think next week yes. that should be out. Um, she's been out and about. I was out with her this week doing her pieces to the camera. And mm. we had a bit of a slight problem because one day it was absolutely windy, rainy, and we've got these little fluffs on our lapel mics. And because it was so windy, these fluffs cost £7. By the way, expensive fluffs blew you off are. into the sea. <gasps> couldn't find it, and then her little her <laughs> microphone was all picking up all the wind noise. So we had to go home, and we all came back here very sad. Oh so my like, goodness! That might have been our last fluff. <laughs> no, no, no. The fluff is actually a wind jammer. There we go. So, you know. Yeah, we have we have a number of other ones that are just sort of hidden at the bottom of mm. a box so that people can't just keep plucking them out. Well, God, that, whoever makes them must be making like rolling <laughs> it. You know, just they're literally just a tiny little bit I t- of I t- fluff. I definitely took them for granted when I was using them at uni. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, Paula will be back with us next week. And tune in to watch her constitution piece. That's I've it. said it now, so she has to do it. Yeah, yeah there, there we go. It has to be finished. And there's some wonderful graphics at the opening. Oh, oh there is. Yeah, can, I, can I just say? There is. So, can I get my trumpet out? <laughs> so, what are you guys working on next week? What else have we got coming up? Uh, we've got Girl Guys on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They're doing an okay. event at the town hall, which we give because I haven't actually met the girl guys yet and I used to be a girl guide Oh, well I was a brownie and a rainbow and I did one day's worth of girl guiding oh so. see I joined the rainbows when I was four oh. then I went to brownies and then I stayed at guides until I was 30 there we go you're, <laughs> so you're, you're, a, you're coming with me aren't you Katie yeah. so you can do a little piece <laughs> on that would be quite nice I was a beaver until I left to move to France yeah so from the age of Four to eight. Yeah. So <laughs> not a beaver, a cub, and a scout. <laughs> no, no, unfortunately. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> Wasn't cool enough ever. No. And also, we've we've also got um, 
government, the government, no, that's wrong. On Wednesday, the governor will have been here a year. It's yeah. his year anniversary. Yes. What, what, what is that in um, pearls? You know, in weddings, you have a diamond jubilee oh, yeah. and whatever. I, don't know, I think what, what uh, governor? Gov- governor gets a hug. Oh, a hug. are you going to give him a hug? He's going to get a hug from FITV yeah. because I, I, I love good old Nigel and Emma. That sounds good. So, uh, <laughs> no, it was because uh, it was really, really cool. I was here a year ago when, when they got. Well, when he got sworn into office, and we did a little interview with him, and it was uh, it was dead cute. He was so nervous before the interview as well. I feel like he's really grown into his role. Uh-huh. It was it's his first ever um, uh, what's it called? First ever well role like this one, sort of more mm-hmm. of a ceremonial one. Um, but obviously he has a lot of input with Commonwealth and things like that. So he was dead nervous to begin with, but I feel like he's really grown into the role over a year. And I did see him at Government House the other night, and I asked him if he was doing anything big for it, and he was like, oh, probably uh, just gonna have some dinner with Emma and like have a really chill oh, like, nice. nothing nothing too fancy some dinner with friends and I was like ah it's alright FITV will put on something big for you <laughs> yeah. so we are we'll actually party. we're doing a talking point with him yeah we've been in the way of the talking we haven't had a talking point since about May no so. it's been a while now yeah with Richard Cockwell so Richard actually King, before we probably even started doing this podcast yep I it mean, has probably, been it's been a yeah, while probably been like that long I think the last one I was away Yep. I was still in um, I was still in the UK at the time, so it'll be interesting to see if Richard can get the governor in to yeah. that for talking point. That'll be quite good because normally Richard, with talking point, he has four or five different people that he kind of they discuss a topic and they kind of bounce from each other, don't they? So it should be quite good. Yeah, and um, yeah, no, it would be really good. Richard's our sort of resident um, paxman around here, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's uh, very good at what he does, isn't he? Yeah, he, uh, he gets the answers out of people. I mean, if we had a... I just want Russell Brand to come down here because Paxman and Russell Brand was one of my favourite ever interviews. And we could have Richard Cockwell and Russell Brand. Yeah. That would be... That would make my life. And then on Friday, Thursday, not Friday, we've got a whole day's worth of meetings Ooh. and committee meetings on yeah. safeguarding and education. Planning and, and building. Planning and building. Fisheries will be really interesting. I love the fisheries ones. I love to see all the science behind what's going on in the fisheries department. So hopefully we can find out what's going on. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And that will tie us all the way up until you next hear from us. Exactly. Oh, well, that's an alarm. (laughs) I think that means that that's us. So you can tune into us next week by listening to our podcast. Tom, go and answer your phone. So if you want to hear from us in the meantime, then you can go onto our social media channels and catch up with us there. Send us a message, leave us a like or a comment, something like that. If not, you can listen to our podcast again next week or watch Falklands in Focus. Anywhere in the world. We're on iTunes as well. And iTunes, we're everywhere. You can't get rid of us. Every platform we could think of. (laughs) Exactly. So we'll see you all next week. See you later. Bye.